Welcome to the Holiday Survival Podcast. My name is Erin Billings and I am your host. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year or they can literally be the worst. My hope is that this podcast series will be a resource for you to not only survive this season, but thrive. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be sharing episodes on everything from how to navigate relationship challenges to how to set boundaries with family, friends, and colleagues. We will also be talking about how to find joy in new traditions and why prioritizing your values during the holidays is important. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Holiday Survival Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart. Addiction is not something that we typically associate with the holidays, but as somebody whose father was addicted to narcotics and alcohol, I know how addiction can impact the family on a very deep personal level, not just during the holidays, but year round. We want to hold people recovering from addiction with compassion. This time of year can be very challenging for them. And as we gear up for the new year, I thought it would be good to invite Elizabeth Kipp to be a guest and close out this season of the Holiday Survival Podcast. Elizabeth is a stress management and historical trauma specialist who uses trauma-trained and yoga-informed addiction recovery coaching to help people with healing. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. I would love it if you could introduce yourself let everyone know who you are and what you do. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so grateful to be here. Yes, I am a stress management and historical trauma specialist, and I I have a strong yoga background and also a trauma training. So I, I combine those together for people who are suffering from addiction. I work online. I work in person. Uh, mostly I work these days since COVID, really, I work a lot, a lot on pretty much, much online. Within the addiction recovery area, uh, because I see addiction as any behavior you continue to do that has negative consequences on your life. Um, so that would be alcohol, drugs, money, people, technology, food, sex, those are all kind of the big, the big six that, that we look at. And within that, uh, my background, I had uh, 40 years of chronic pain and 31 of those was under a doctor's supervision where they, their answer for the chronic pain was opiates and, and benzodiazepines. So until I could find a doctor who actually understood the nature of chronic pain and understood that those medications actually don't heal that. Uh, he detoxed me, but I, I learned so much from all that experience that I, I really help people that are on, uh, coming off of a, of a, of an anti-anxiety medicine, like, uh, which is what a benzodiazepine is like Valium or Xanax or Ativan. Those are all, um, so I'm, I'm very familiar with that route and I was on fentanyl at the end there. So I'm, I'm 15 years when fentanyl came on the market, they put me right on that. So. You're not going to find many people that are in recovery 15 years that were on, was on fentanyl for 15 years. <laughs> right. When I got that's... clean from 10 years ago. So that's a, that's, so I really understand this, the territory and the landscape of that. My, my, uh, my mother was an alcoholic. 
uh, my father ended up being an alcoholic. And so I, I grew up kind of in that, I grew up in that energy and I really understand that space. And my parents didn't have the tools. They just didn't have any tools. And, and I was so grateful to have tools <laughs> that I was like, yeah, this is, this is where I need to be. So that's how I got here. That's amazing. I think it's amazing also that you were on fentanyl for 15 years and you're still living to tell about it. And I, I mean, that's, that's, I, you're probably the first person I've ever met that was on it that long and is still alive. So that is impressive. You know, I've heard it said that addiction is a symptom of a deeper root issue. In your experience, do you believe that to be true? Oh, absolutely. So think about um, addiction. I mentioned those big six. It's really anything that turns us away from ourselves. We're looking outward to fill something that's a problem inside. And I love how Dr. Gabor Mate talks about, uh, don't ask about what's the addiction, ask what's the pain. So the, the, the thinking there is that, that there's unresolved trauma and then, uh, then you get into chronic pain. Chronic pain is any pain that's felt, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, even financial, any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more is chronic. The brain can't tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart. It all sends the same signal. It hurts to the brain. And the brain is changed by the experience of chronic pain. Uh, we have a we have a, a chaos in the brain. We can't think straight. We we have a, a lots of negativity. Uh, so we it, there's a lot of um, uh, behavioral changes that happen with that. So first, unresolved trauma. Then if it hangs around for three months or more, it's chronic pain. And then a lot of us, what happens is we turn to an addictive behavior to solve the problem. And it's, it, it, and it, we're just trying to keep safe because we're, we're, we're traumatized. We're carrying this stuff. We're trying to find a way to feel safe. And that helps us. It's just an unhealthy way to do it. We're solving a problem. We're just doing it in, in an unhealthy way. And the thing is, is that trauma... In trauma, we, it's not about, trauma's not happen, what happens to you, it's what happens inside of you because of what happens to you. We get disconnected from ourselves and others in that space. And that's where the, the void, the hole becomes, and we try and fill that with things from the outside. I love that. That's a great explanation. Considering that we are in a season where we're spending a lot of quality time with our loved ones, if we notice that someone is coming to an event high every night or drunk every night, what would you think in your experience would be a good way to address that? Well, I would strike up a conversation with them and, and, and listen and see, try and hear the subtext of what's happening because there's, there's, um, there's going to be something that's, driving them to drink. Maybe they feel uncomfortable. There may be people get uh, social anxiety and they it, it just, it's and alcohol is everywhere in, in pretty much every celebration. And they'll reach for uh, alcohol just to, to drink, just to help them calm themselves from anxiety. The thing that's interesting about drinking, I was just talking to somebody about this today, is that 
we're all we're just regulated. The nervous system is 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 on alert, and we take a drink and we feel the nervous system change and calm. It appears that it calms down. It gives us the illusion that we're okay, but really, what we've done is we've kind of added to the problem. Uh, alcohol is sugar. If you've got any kind of inflammation in the body and you add sugar into inflammation and inflammation in the body, that's like pouring gasoline on the fire. So we're really not solving a problem. Uh, we're just kind of adding to it. So it's an illusion that it's actually helping us and to say nothing of the, uh, the aftermath the next day. So, you know, listen and see if there's a way that you can help them and kind of decide if you can kind of get at what is driving their need to, to come to the party, you know, to the every, to every family celebration high. What's the, what, what is that? And if you can get that out of them, you know, that might be really helpful for them. Just they'll feel seen and heard. And just that alone is is uh, gives them a sense of feeling safe, where you know they're walking into the family and and and, and may not they may not feel safe because they're not seen and heard. And that's just like a little a little piece that we could have a long conversation about this. Oh yeah, no, I I like that a lot. I think people do need to feel seen and heard, and they need to feel supported as well. That's right. That's when you hear and see someone, they they actually feel like. You're you're on their side, like they're you're, they're being supported. I mean, I think that's more important than uh, here. I have a friend who's in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'll, they'll take you to a meeting. I, I just think that's, or I'll take you to a meeting. I think that's. Um, I think you'll get be nice to get to that point, but uh, it's not where I would start. Right. I don't think coming out of the gate with let's get you to a meeting. No, uh, especially not... if they haven't acknowledged that they have an issue, you exactly. know, it, then yeah. they're not ready for it. So let's say they're not ready for that part. How can we support and help get there? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a, a longer conversation. I'm not sure you can do that at a holiday celebration. I think support and a monitoring and really finding out what what is it that the that, that that the family member is is nervous about or stressed about or is there someone that's in the family that they're having a feud with and they don't know how to deal with it or you know who knows what happens there are all kinds of things happen in families and as i said social anxiety is a really big one another th- one of the things that i do like right away um i i had a client today um that i this is where I started with her. Really, the first thing, once I kind of get there, um, you know, they they feel like I'm on their side, I help them breathe long, slow, and deep so that the exhale is as long or a little bit longer, maybe up to twice as long as the inhale. Long, deep breathing for maybe three minutes. That will calm the nervous system of somebody who's agitated, it will calm the nervous system right down. And if you can give someone who's got social anxiety and experience where, where just with breath, they calm down, what does that do? That tells them they have a very powerful tool inside of them that they can use anywhere they go 
to calm themselves down. They don't need to re- reach for a drink. I love that. That's a great tip. And I never even thought about that, but it makes perfect sense. So what are some ways that we can, let's say they're already at the meetings, let's say they're they're already, they have a sponsor and they're on the sober life, but, you know, coming into certain family situations can be triggering, going to certain work situations. You know, there's peer pressure, even when we're adults, there's still peer pressure involved. How can we help people stay sober during that time? Love the question. So one thing is we can offer alternative beverages. Like I I, I literally uh, was just working on uh, a blog, which has got nine different mocktails that are really fun and festive for the holiday that are also local isemic, so they're they're actually healthy. <laughs> they're not full of like lots of sugar. So offer offer something other than an alcoholic beverage or water, something that's kind of fun. Also, I would encourage uh, them to have an exit plan. You know, if <laughs> just like I'm going to come and I'm going to say hello to everyone and, and I'm going to have one drink and then I'm leaving, you know, or, or whatever the whatever that have have some kind of an exit plan if if you start if the person starts getting uncomfortable and 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 just is is they kind of had it so so as you don't you don't want them to get activated to the to a period every you want everyone to be comfortable and feel safe and if if right. um something happens and and that's not happening they should be able to leave gracefully and and not be um, anybody at the party should be able to do that. <laughs> right. Right. I know yeah. with my friends, we have a code word. So if we need to get out of somewhere, we have a code word that we just look at each other and we say the code word and we know that it's time to go. And go. that's been very helpful to me and my friends. Feel free to steal that idea, everyone out there. You know, if it helps you, then I'm so happy. <laughs> But, you know, we do need to have exit plans. That's something we've talked about throughout this entire series. It's it's really an important thing these days to protect our energy and protect our mental health. So I, I think that's a great idea as well. So we have the Holiday Survival private podcast feed. I would love for you to share with everyone what you're going to be talking about in that episode. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I'll be talking about how to survive the holidays sober and keep your inner peace, that you can actually do both. <laughs> you really don't need a drink or, you know, to use anything. You don't need to, um, you can have inner peace and be sober and have a lovely holiday. So I'll be talking about that. I think that'll uh, be great. And I'm excited to be able to do that. I've got about 11 different things and then I'll be talking about kind of how we're just the whole mindset of, of approaching the holiday with the your sobriety in mind. Like, what is your intention for the holiday season in terms of your sobriety? And this action that you're about to take, is it in alignment with your intention? And can you live with the consequences of this action? So we, we kind of, you know, have kind of, we do kind of an inquiry, setting ourselves up for walking into whatever the event is and try and stay clear there. Another thing that's 
tricky, but you, the breath can really help with this is to, and this in my experience, is to don't worry about trying to fit in. You are who you are. And, you know, try and be comfortable in your own skin and not try and morph yourself into something that you're not, because that's going to make you, that's going to make things more awkward. Sure. That's, that's just good advice, period. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's just common sense. Good advice right there. Well, I think that sounds wonderful. And I know that's really going to help those in our world that do struggle with addiction issues. So if you're out there listening and you don't have an issue with addiction and you know somebody that does, you're going to want to send this to them because this is going to be an incredibly valuable resource to help them get through this season. So Elizabeth, I've loved this conversation. How can our listeners connect with you? Oh, thank you. I, and I enjoyed the conversation too. They can connect with me at my website, which is Elizabeth with a hyphen, Kip, K-I-P-P dot com. You have to put the dash in between my first and last name uh, because um, then you'll get me. Otherwise, if you miss that, ElizabethKip.com is a web designer and a photographer and she's amazing, but she's not me. ElizabethKip.com <laughs> oh, and I have all kinds of free resources there. Uh, you can book a session with me. You, you know, you can find out all about uh, the coaching that I do. Yeah, and I'm right. all over social media and you can get all my social media through my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking time to have this conversation. For those of you out there listening, please go to our show notes. You can check out Elizabeth's links there. And then you can also opt in to the private podcast series at the link in the show notes. So thank you again for listening. Elizabeth, thank you for being here. And happy holidays to you all. This is our last episode for this season, but I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed talking to you guys. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Holiday Survival Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review so that other people can see just how wonderful this podcast series is. We also have a private podcast series featuring our expert guests where they will be guiding you through this season with their patented methods to help you thrive during what can be a very hard time of year. To learn more about how you can subscribe to the private podcast series or for more information about our expert guests, please go to the show notes or holidaysurvivalpod.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season.